Hey everybody, welcome back to episode 4 of season 2 of Jack Out of the Box. Uh, today, Dinesh and I are going to um, keep going, locking in on uh, sort of my life and how that looks uh, at uni. So with this week kind of looking at um, how I sort of live my everyday life uh, with a disability, it's something that's very specific to every individual with a disability much to how everyone else just has a completely different life to each other and does everything completely different um yeah that is kind of the same thing um between different individuals with uh disabilities so yeah today we're gonna have a look at how my life and uh day sort of works out um but just know that just because that's how it works for me doesn't mean that's how it works for everybody else. Perfect. Hey, guys. Good, great to be back. Hope you're enjoying our podcast and the series. Um, so, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting conversation today because Jack's, Jack's life is pretty unique in terms of his setup and his needs, but it's really interesting around how he adapts, how he learns, how he um, faces each day challenge. So I think the best way to kick that off is to look at what does an average day in, in Jack's life look like and... I'll pass it on to you, Jack. Yeah, I think that's a great place to start. Um, yeah, so essentially my day normally starts around 7am. That's when uh, my first support worker for the day gets here. Um, so this is sort of a morning routine. They help me out of bed using a transfer board, which is like a big, thick plastic board that they can drag me across. Uh to a shower commode uh, chair to wheel me into the bathroom to uh, go to the toilet, have a shower. Um, And then that's sort of it in the bathroom, back into my bedroom. Uh, I get dressed on the commode chair and then transferred to my wheelchair for the rest of the day, again with the transfer board. Um, Then head out into the kitchen area and um yeah they'll get me breakfast and then depending on how what the roster looks like then they'll either stay around for the rest of the day or um they head off around 9 a.m um once i'm sort of ready for the start of the day anyway by myself um helping me yeah, get my desk set up or my laptop set up or the TV set up or whatever I want to do after that first little bit of the morning until um, the next support worker comes in around 10 o'clock to, yeah, again, help me with continual everyday tasks. So washing my clothes, cleaning my house, getting me lunch, taking me down to uni for classes... Uh, helping me run resident ambassador en- events, going to trivia on Wednesday nights, doctor's appointments, uh, yeah, anything that sort of takes me out of my uh, apartment to do stuff. But then even simple stuff like helping me to the toilet and passing me stuff that I can't reach or anything like that. Uh, so then generally... That person then clocks out at about 5.30 and 
the next person comes in um, with them, yeah, again, helping me with the simple stuff like passing me TV remotes, game controllers, headphones, whatever I need to um, have, like, I guess it's sort of my nighttime routine. I'll um, do some uni work or play games with my mates is normally what I do or watch a movie or TV show or whatever. Uh, and then I'll have dinner, which they'll generally, it's just something we've got to get out of the fridge and microwave. But sometimes it's them actually cooking a meal, which is also good to have a fresh cooked meal. Um, yeah, and then after that, I have about a, I don't know, whatever time. Normally I start going to my going to bed routine at about 9 o'clock, so... Yeah, then I'll spend that little while between dinner and going to bed, either watching TV or playing video games or uni or hanging out with friends or just whatever I am up to at that time. Uh, so then around 9 o'clock, as I said, we start the opposite of the morning routine, which would transfer me back from my everyday power chair to the sh- commode chair to... Uh, yeah, move me into the bathroom, go to the toilet, brush my teeth, have a shower if I need to. Uh, yeah, and then back to bedroom, pyjamas, transfer into bed. Uh, I have leg splints that I wear on my legs um, to keep my calves um, functional. Um, so they'll put those on and then tuck me into bed. And generally that comes to about 10 o'clock, uh, depending on sometimes they leave a little bit earlier if I'm going to bed earlier or whatever. And then following them leaving at 10 o'clock, I have a sleepover support worker that who then comes. Most of those have been uni students or my friends. Um, and they'll come over and sleep on the sofa bed I have here. Um and they're here to assist me with anything I need through the night. So if I need anything like pulling the covers up, um, moving my legs because I can't move those in bed by myself, getting a drink, um, whatever, lightening my covers if it's hot or turning the air conditioner on or turning the heat on or... Um, yeah, anything like that that I need, I just call them uh, and they come in and help me out. And then they leave about 6.30 the next morning and it all restarts and the, it's basically the same routine every day. Um, it just changes with what I'm doing throughout the day. So, yeah, it's it's really good that I have the team of support workers I do that can help me achieve everything even like as simple as picking stuff off up off the floor to complexes um studying a bachelor's degree at university so i'm extremely grateful to have them to help me achieve my dreams and have you full independence basically and yeah that's it um because it like for most people, it's a big move leaving 
uh, home with your parents and your siblings and all your friends you've made. Um, so, yeah, knowing you have to not necessarily rebuild that, but um, sort of you get new friends and you set up your own life independently. But also the way that things are set up at the moment with your support team, it allows you to have that independence. Like I'm looking at what you're doing on a daily um, and me, for lack of a better word, as an able-bodied person, I can I, – I have similar routines as you. It's just yeah. that I do, I'm able to do that myself, whereas you yeah, need you someone to – Don't rely on someone else yeah. to help you do that stuff, whereas – But it allows you to live an equivalent life to me and, and yeah. um, experience the same sort of things and where you need help with your hands and legs, which is what your needs are, not everyone's yeah. with mm-hmm. a disability's needs. It allows you to, to get that. So that's um, – yeah, thanks for sharing that, Jack. And I think, yeah, it puts in perspective that routine as well helps to keep your day um, consistent and, and uh, allows you to plan and know what's coming. Yeah, ahead. knowing that I'm not having to chase people up to come to work to help me get out of bed or to help me into bed or get me dinner or any of that sort of stuff, to know that it's there is a good structure there that all the team generally follows. It makes it really easy. And you're yeah, and and I know as and being part of your team is that there's great communication amongst the team members. So if someone can't make a shift, it can be adjusted to make sure that there's always someone there for you. Yeah, and I think the big thing is is that noting for your needs, you need that um, near twenty four hour care because um, something that we may take for granted is just being by ourselves and going to the toilet. You need someone there at all times to help facilitate that, and and having gaps where there's no support doesn't allow that for you to have that that need met. So outside of that, it's like a really um, full day. There's a lot of extra time that needs to be put into place. It's not as simple as going and doing. You need to put into place. But what are those big challenges you face in your daily life? Uh, Look, probably that's the main one, uh, the fact that stuff does take longer and... I'm still kind of working my way around doing that, especially when it comes to, uh, like, leaving my apartment to go to somewhere. Like, I'll generally go to the toilet, put a jumper on, put shoes on, and that's sort of a 10-minute activity that I still haven't quite realised takes 10 minutes. Um, and I just have to know that stuff like that takes longer so I can adjust for that. Uh, which I'm learning to do. Um, it kind of takes me back to when I was first a, a resident ambassador here. We all went down onto campus for a coffee together. Uh, there was probably 10 or 15 of us there. Um, we just got talking about what our routine was and everyone was like, yeah, we notice you sort of heading off a bit earlier than uh, we are from stuff and they were just curious about how I managed to uh, get to bed sort of at a reasonable hour compared to them. And I sort of just went with that. I was like, well, say I leave something at 8 o'clock by the time I get home. And at that stage, I was still having showers at night. So that made the night routine quite a bit longer. Um, So, yeah, I was like, it's a good hour and a half job 
for me to go to bed once I get out of this chair into my shower chair, have a shower, brush my teeth, go to the toilet, get in my pyjamas, and then get in bed, put my splints on, tuck me in, all that stuff. It adds up, and, um, yeah, I think they sort of realise that it's a lot of... Not as simple as just getting into bed, right? Yeah. Brush your teeth, get in bed. So do you do you feel that that's impacted your social life, especially the nightlife stuff and going out into clubs and um, meeting up with people in those sorts of scenarios? I know you have quite a good social aspect um, normally with the well, gaming and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, look, I, I don't know because it's not something I sort of became interested in. Um, I know if there is ever parties that I want to go to or events on or whatever that my support team has made um, changes and availability so that I don't miss out on stuff that I want to go to. Um, Like a few months back I went to a concert in Sydney that ran until like 12 o'clock and that needed adjustments from my support team to get me to that and to get home from that. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't think it has because I'm not like I'm not really into clubbing and parties and all that sort of stuff, but it certainly hasn't stopped me from doing that when I do want to. Um, it's just something I sort of keep in the back of my head to make sure that but the, once I leave whatever I'm at and get home, it's still another hour until I'm going to sleep. So, and it's managing your tiredness on top yeah, of a big day and more of getting a ready. personal thing than a um, what the support team can provide me. And so, the biggest thing to sort of manage your challenges and, and overcome them is having that flexible support team to to get you through it. And um, yeah, so that if something comes up and my friends are all going out for drinks or whatever, and that's happening tomorrow and my support team's not organised to do that. Well, having the flexibility to change that so soon does really help. Yeah. And even, um, yeah, it's not as easy as phoning up five, ten minutes before and say, hey, we're going out, come on. It's, yeah, there needs to be a little bit more yeah, planning in your day. A little bit of leeway to let them figure out whether they can do it or whether it needs to be offered to someone else or anything like that. So it's, yeah, it's quite intense in the day. And um, so there's challenges, but are there ways that make your daily life easier, things that you put in place? I know routine is probably one. So it's Yeah, routine sort of definitely the big one that I know that if I, uh, as much as it is a routine, it's not super strict. Like I know as long as I get up before sort of 7.45 in the morning, I can be showered and ready and, ready to go from my apartment by nine o'clock. So, and then the same going to bed. I know that because it's a bit faster than the morning routine, I can probably leave that till about 9.30 and then if I just do it, I can get in bed by 10 o'clock. And things are like sort of once your team gets more involved, like the consistency, yeah. the, the efficiency improves and whatnot. And yeah, as we I, learn... I know I've seen one trick with um, like your transfer board moving between is that you have like this little silk um, yeah. matting 
And that's yep. like amazing how it helps slide and, and make it easier to transfer across from one to the other. So do you have any other little tricks and things like that that you use? Look, I'm, I mean, not really. Um, it's sort of just the easiest way to manage those sort of things is to just have that support team because that's what they're here for is to help me live independently basically so anything that i find difficult um you guys are here to help me out with so i yeah i think i manage the challenges by having support workers and being i would i would say resilient and just acknowledging that stuff is more difficult for you so you might need to just leave a bit more time to do stuff yeah and that's and that's really important and the planning does help in that yeah, area. and like you, once you talk about that stuff, your friends then know it, and they're they're not worried that you're leaving an hour early from something because they know when you get home it's an hour of effort to get to bed, whereas they can just go home and jump in bed, and it all takes five seconds. And they can be half tipsy or drunk doing that too. Exactly. Yeah. And even um, yeah, but yeah, they know and they understand. That's what's great about your friendship group too. They know and understand, and it's not a case of oh, Jack's dogging us and he's leaving. Yeah, um, they're all because like, he's bored or something. But no, what do we do? He, he made effort to come out anyway. So, but understand that it is an effort and yeah. it takes time. And yeah, it's really really good. And I think the biggest thing was seeing your twenty first birthday when we all went up and how many people turned up and they appreciate you and. Likewise, in the same yeah. you appreciate them, and it was a great event. Um, so, looking looking at your life in general and living with a disability, are there some things that you'd like to see sort of change in the world to make it easier for people with disabilities? Uh, look, I think I've had it pretty good. Um, I know there are obviously still old buildings that businesses operate in that have stairs, so that's a bit awkward being in a wheelchair, but. Um, generally I've sort of experienced that there are workarounds and, um... And sometimes you, in your van, you carry extra ramps and things to help yeah. you take that smaller step. So, I, th I think probably, like, it doesn't have to be a permanent solution as there were a few places when we went on our trip across to Perth, um, there were a few places that didn't have like a permanent ramp but they had a temporary solution that they could unfold or put at the stairs or yeah whatever to get me inside to get anyone who needed it inside um but that's that's the great part of the aussie spirit i reckon people will yeah. find a way and have a go rather than turn you away because they know they're yeah, part of part I of them that's probably the big thing that just to to know that or to get it to a stage where people in wheelchairs know that they can go anywhere and they can get inside um, rather than it having to be asked or having to bring our own ramps or stuff like that. Um, and I think this ever-changing world seems to be improving in that space. Yeah, but it it's, certainly it's, is. But it's just... It's once people learn and know, I think, and, and yeah, be educated. Yeah, once they know that those... that. Um, individuals with disabilities do live normal lives and they do want to go out to the cafe or go into a pub or go to a sporting event and yeah whatever and um yeah it needs to be accessible for them 
Sweet. No, I think it gives us good perspective today on um, your specific unique life and um, it's always ha- you having that positive mindset that if there is a problem, let's look for the solution. That's really yeah, important don't just give up and go home, work out how we can make it work. Yeah, because you want to be part of it, we want you to be part of it and yeah, we all make it work. I think that's a good segue to um, wrap up today's show and give everyone a snippet and we'll see how we explore it more in the future. Yeah, I think there's certainly some bits and pieces that we can um, may have missed that I'm sure we'll think of at some point and um, bring up again. But, yeah, I I do think that's a pretty good insight into what my life is like. Um, I suppose without taping your arms and legs together so you can't use them but i don't know how appropriate of a solution that would be so yeah i just again as we've ended every episode with uh, thanks for listening today uh don't forget to like share subscribe comment fist bump hug high five and tune into every episode of jotb podcast you know the drill peace out peace